0: is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to My Second Act.
1: I'm Preston Thompson. I'm the producer of the My Second Act podcast, a University of Alabama graduate and the show's resident millennial.
0: I call him PT, and PT spends some of his work week down at the state capitol with politicians. If you want to complain about uh, your, your taxes being too high, It's pt at appinmedia.com. Oh, yeah. Should we give Uh, out his
2: phone number? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. My name is Donna, and I'm Caddy's wife. And you know, for a long time, I've been struggling with... What? uh, Well, a couple things. Where should we start? Well, number one, like, how how dirty sometimes we can be on the podcast like when we first started we hardly ever got explicit ratings and then now we always get e-ratings and so i'm kind of like oh you know and i always think about it from like your just hear me out from your old radio days like you know because you're in morning drive and you have to appeal to everyone who's listening and you've got kids in the car and everything and we've been very clear that this may not be the podcast for you to listen to it's your not. kids not. um and we're not just dirty to be dirty this is just things we're talking about well sometimes you are but I've kind of given up on that because for a long time, I avoided one particular podcast that's out there in the world. And I just did, and for a variety of reasons, which I'm not even going to get into, but I started listening probably, mm, I'd say three weeks ago. And I am almost embarrassed to say that I really like this podcast.
0: Okay, well, tell us what it is.
2: Well, it's called Call Her Daddy. <laughs> and
0: there's your episode title, BT.
2: And PT, you're familiar. Do you listen?
1: I, I am familiar. I do not listen.
2: Does it surprise you that I like it?
1: I feel like every time you guys bring me in now, I have to be so clear about where I stand. Because <laughs> yeah. now, my, now my dad thinks I was at the porn expo and yeah. I had a pass oh from a four couple
0: weeks under, ago. Four years in a row in Vegas. <laughs> Who Who is the, the host okay. or hostess? So,
2: so the deal was, let it out there. I mean, tell y- yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the deal with Carl, Call Her Daddy is it started out, um, it's a podcast, and it was distributed by Barstool Sports, which okay. do you guys know, know anything about Dave Portnoy yeah, and, and the whole history of Barstool Sports. Um, and it is a podcast that was created by a girl named Alexandra Cooper, Alex Cooper, and she had a sidekick named Sophia. And they created the podcast, and then... Um, they got into a little bit of a dust-up with Barstool because at some point in the relationship, as they were doing the podcast, the podcast became incredibly successful, like one of the most successful podcasts out there. Um, and Dave from Barstool Sports found out that they were shopping the podcast around and was not very happy with that. So they all three kind of got in a dust-up. Sophia left, and now um, Alex does it by herself, Alexandra Cooper. And she just she had made a deal with Dave from Barstool for him to give her her IP address back once her contract was completed. And she just completed the contract in June. They didn't sign anything. She got a lot of grief from people who said, girl, you are a dingbat for believing that he's going to give you back this IP address. He did. And she just signed an exclusive deal very similar to Joe Rogan on Spotify, and she got paid $60 million. Hello. So... The deal with the podcast is it's kind of, it's a little bit, she's a little young to be, for me to say it's a women's empowerment podcast, but it's a little bit of that, a lot of dirty talk, a lot of talk about sex.
0: Ding-dongs and vaginas?
2: And men and just how... How what? Dingy men can be and how... She kind of gives a playbook on how to 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 use your 20s and 30s to, to successfully get certain places. And um, you may be thinking right now as you're listening to this that this sounds nothing like anything you would want to listen to. In between some of the really crazy stuff, she says, is some really interesting outlooks on life and women and um, how, and I don't want to get too me too-ish here, but how men are allowed... To unabashedly do certain things. And the minute that a woman takes that road, the backlash that we get that women are not supposed to talk about sex. Women are not supposed to um, think about people a certain way. Women, I, I don't how you just, here's the thing though. In order for you to listen to it, you really absolutely 100% cannot listen to it around any of your kids. And for some people who I've talked to, they're like, I can't get past the language. Like, I can't get to the meat of it because the language is so
0: bad does she drop the f-bomb all the See, time See, and, and i know better than that there, there are some things i'm not going to do and anything goes in the podcasting world which is so such a relief and 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 breath of fresh air coming from radio where you're told what to talk about what not to talk about you can't talk more than two minutes do not tell your opinion do not talk about your wife don't talk about your kids nobody cares about your Cadillac, jack so <laughs> when somebody hang on so when somebody makes a statement that i've learned more about you in a year and a half in podcasting than i did in 25 years of radio I take that as a compliment. Now, if the real me, which is the guy that sits in here twice a week at the App and Podcast Network and truly tells you how he feels and what's going on in his life, and and uh, uh, we celebrate wins and we 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 learn from losses, if if this isn't the guy that that you like, that don't listen, is that simple? Because you told me that a couple of people have said to you, "I don't like the I like the Cadillac Jack on the radio better." Well, then he's not around anymore. But go find you a podcast that's sanitized. That uh, there's nothing. Uh, Controversial where you don't hear opinions where you occasionally will hear a damn or an ass or dick or vagina I'm not gonna say the f-word. That's about the only rule that I have for myself in podcasting I would never drop the f-bomb in any episode that we ever record beyond that Donna I I, i'm gonna sit in here and 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 be true to myself
2: Yeah, and and the way I said that to you was not a negative thing like oh because It seemed to be no It was not because I never say like you have to change what I was saying is I totally agree with you. I think that I've have I have two friends who will go unnamed who've said you know and They were long-time listeners of yours and they were like I kind of And sh- they said, please don't take this the wrong way, but I just liked the more country music, you know Caddy and I said yeah, I get it, you know, but there's a lot of sides that was one side of him But there's a lot of sides to people um, So it wasn't no it was
0: well, I, I think we also do a really good job of bringing singing and country music to the podcast as well because yes that was both of our lanes for for nearly our entire careers you know
2: okay so back to call her daddy okay. i'm going to end it on this that um here's what i find fascinating about this a couple things is that she's a very young girl she um just like you were just saying she is she knows exactly who she is she knows exactly what she wants to say the things that she talks about to not To go on the air or, you know, to open up your mic and go on a podcast and talk about and not worry about the fact as you're building, building, building. And I mean building this thing quickly that you're not going to alienate half your audience and be back working at like Marshall's or something the next day to me is is kind of cool. Because that's when you're and I think that happens sometimes when you're young. You're just like, this is who I am. Like it or leave it. And you don't worry about. What if my mom heard this? Ooh, what if my kids heard this? What if what if my you know the deacon at my church? You know when I come in, they're going to see me. There is something kind of liberating about that. And the other thing is, I'm incredibly impressed that she took a you know she had a podcast at a male that's owned by a very alpha male Dave Portnoy yeah. from Barstool. However, as she said, all the people at Barstool are female. Um, the CFO, the CEO. And she catapulted that into a $60 million deal is unbelievable. Yeah, and it's kind of the new media. And I what, think podcasting? Well, just in I general, like the, these types of deals that used to take, you know, they just didn't happen. You either had to be, you know, um, somebody that well, was like, a, uh,
0: president Obama. And, yes. Yeah, and exactly. Who did or, yeah.
2: And the thing about that is, and this is gonna sound crazy. Those are very interesting podcasts, pop culture ones, where you talk about what she's talking about. I guarantee you she's getting a hundred times the downloads of Obama and Bruce Springsteen. And I love both of them. But I just, again, I've tried to, um, with podcasts, I'm trying to kind of expand what I'm listening to. And I had avoided this one for so long. And I got to tell you, it's like kind of lured me in.
0: Tell me again why you avoided it. I
2: just knew it was like the language was incredibly crass and it was just a lot of talk about just a lot, Parts. a lot of stuff. And some of the stuff she says like to girls about like, you know, if you how can, to get a headline, Yeah. And I was just like, Oh my gosh. But at the end of the day, some of it, unfortunately is true. And it's the same stuff that we as girls and women sit around and talk about, but we really don't want no people, people to know that we kind of feel that way we talk about it. So I just find it very interesting. Uh, if you want to give it a listen, but don't come back at me and say, Oh my God, I can't believe you listened to that because it is a little dirty. Is a lot dirty.
0: What's the name of it again?
2: Call me daddy. I'm looking, Call her daddy.
0: I'm looking through past run of shows just in the past week. Last Tuesday, August 24th, we got an e tag. And if I recall looking at the run of show, there was some talk about rooters and tutors. The most downloaded episode, the most downloaded episode this podcast has had in six months. So I'm okay with what we're doing.
2: I am too. And i did not say cluster. I wasn't.
0: No, I'm not saying you. I'm saying those friends that got in your ear.
2: Oh, uh, no,
0: that's not a big your deal. friends. I liked him better when he talked about Jesus.
2: Okay, all right. Everybody has a right to their opinion. And we talk about
0: Jesus on this podcast. Okay, we talk about it a
2: lot. But everybody also okay. has a right to their opinion.
0: I've decided to get vaccinated. Wow. I know.
2: Mike drop.
0: I know. I know. This this is this is huge. This is big. This is big because I had no intention of getting vaccinated whatsoever. Until. Go ahead.
2: Not because your family asked you to.
0: No. No. I just I I, I didn't want it. Don't believe in it. I think it's a, a control thing. From from who? A lot of people. The government for starters.
2: The government's control Donna, with Donna. this vaccine.
0: One of my closest friends, Phil Ritchie, was not did not get vaccinated. Um uh, you heard Richie in the last episode, I think, or sometime in the past, too, because we're working on our second season of Caddy Wagon with Richie and Raider. We spent a lot of time together. He got COVID over the weekend, last weekend, about 10 days ago. He did not have the shot. And I've been waiting on that friend of mine to catch COVID who did not have the shot to have an honest conversation with him about it. Because I, I trust everything that you tell me, Donna, but you're you're coming at me about take it, take it, take it, take it, do it for the family, do it for yourself, do it for all these different reasons, and that's fine, but I don't want the vaccine, but I wanted to spend some time having a conversation with a friend of mine who got it who had not been vaccinated, and that friend was, Richie, he's not doing well. He's not doing well. Um, he's going to be okay, but I've talked to him every day or texted every day since, he's, since he got it, and he said it is the worst thing he has been through in his entire life. He said to me, Caddy, it's brutal
2: and he's in, he, he's in pretty good shape again he's, a canine he's
0: yeah i mean he runs with dogs for god's sake
2: he's clean he, he works, works out. out yeah yeah
0: um this rattled me a little bit not a little bit rattled me a lot and i've been texting back and forth with his wife chelsea and she'll tell me listen he is um you know in the podcast two episodes ago uh, when he joined us i think he said that he had not lost his sense of taste that went away the next day he lost his sense of taste the only symptom i guess that he does not have as we record today is uh breathing problems thank god i mean if you're gonna if you're not gonna have one of the many symptoms hope that it's that one so i said to him in a text i said richie cut with me here if you could go back and you could take the vaccine 60 days ago would you do it now and he said yes yeah he is miserable And this is what I'm hearing from people that if you have taken the vaccine and you get COVID, the downtime, the pain, the soreness, the whatever, all that stuff is milder.
2: Minimal. Yeah.
0: If you do not take the vaccine and you catch COVID, then it is 10 days of absolute hell.
2: Or potentially death. Yeah. And here's my thing about this. I'm really, I don't care how you find the information. I really don't. Um, I'm glad, you know, I think that actually you're in a group of people who that's happening to a lot where people have held out for whatever reason and then someone they know or a family member gets it and they kind of see it firsthand. The one thing that I feel really strongly about is when someone does make that decision, a la you or anyone listening to this podcast. I think the people who are the conspiracy theorists or believe it is a political issue need to back the crap up because what sends me over the edge is when someone finally comes to their personal, their personal realization that for whatever reason they want to have this done, I've seen it. There's nothing worse than these people who find that out. And I'm not saying in your case, that could probably happen. But people start telling them, oh, you're crazy. Don't get that done. I can't believe you got that done. Stay in your lane. As I always say, mow your own damn grass, okay? Put your theories on political and anti-vaxxing and all that stuff. That's fine. Be that. I don't want to change your opinion, but leave me alone too. And that's where it gets so crazy is that when somebody finally makes the decision to do that, sometimes people – I mean, do you realize that people are defriending and not – they're they're actually making a choice to not be friends with people yeah. because of which, which side they're on. And I, I do understand it if you're one of the health people who maybe has – you know, a medically fragile person in your household and you literally can't be around those people because they're not vaxxed. But I mean, yeah, it's just, it's a lot. So if you make the decision and if for whatever reason you're listening to this podcast today and you say, listen, if if the king of the holdouts is going to go do it, I'm going to go do it. Then go do it, go do it for you and don't listen to the noise. Just go, go do it.
0: And I'm not making any money. Yeah, no, you know, I mean, I'd say it, I'd do it if, you know, for a $500 TJ Maxx gift card or something, but, Because Richie says, you know what, man? Mm, This is bad.
2: Well, and I think the most important thing people have to realize, too, is, you know, when people are like, go today or go whenever, it it takes a while to get those antibodies going. So and, and it is at a fever pitch right now.
0: We're coming off a holiday weekend. Labor Day 2021. And I'm curious in your mind right now, I want you to think about what you did this Labor Day weekend that we just finished compared to a year ago. Labor Day weekend, 2020. How did your weekends um, look different because of the pandemic and because of COVID? Where were we September of last year? Not not like us as a family physically, but where were we in the world? Were we kind of coming out of the pandemic a little bit, and people were 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 removing the masks? You know, um,
2: I think so. I think the people were kind of starting. I kind of remember last year that's when we first started seeing those beach pictures, right? Of people kind of coming
1: out of it. From my memory. Last year, this was in between wave one and wave two. Yeah. So it was like the first time we thought we were past it. Yeah. And then it came back around the holiday season, Thanksgiving and Christmas. That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: We had a conversation in an episode of this podcast from February 11th, 2020. The title of the episode, and you hear us talk about this a lot. Death starts at 269. This was a full month before the WHO, the World Health Organization, declared COVID a worldwide pandemic. Death starts at 269. You're going to hear in this 39 second clip. The title comes from a commercial that I saw for Carnival. And their tagline was always fun starts at 269, meaning, you know, per cabin or whatever, per person.
2: Which seems a little low. I've always said.
0: Here we go. Death starts at 269. 39 clip. 39 second clip. I saw a commercial during the Oscars for Carnival. Okay. Mm. And their their tagline is Carnival fun starts at 269. No, let me tell you what starts. Death starts.
2: Okay, that's extreme
0: When your white blood cells disappear That's where it all st- The fun does not start at 269 But What does that mean, does. $269? Two, $269 Oh, right Fun starts at 269 No, death starts When you're, okay, your well, breathing becomes we can,
2: we can cross Carnival off as a sponsor Seriously
0: That episode from February Is sandwiched between The episodes Is Pornhub like Grubhub And they didn't have a camera on his crotch That's where you'll find that one. Death starts at 269.
2: I'd like to go on record to say both of those I said. (laughs) I was wondering because at the time you know, again, wasn't familiar with Pornhub but I was wondering if it was the same as Grubhub and then the camera on the crotch had to do with uh, Jennifer Lopez at the Super Bowl.
0: So I'm going to go get vaccinated and I'll give you an update.
2: Well, I'm proud of you. I am. I think it's a good thing. Um, And again, you don't have to do it for other people. Do it for yourself.
0: From the episode notes of uh, that episode, Death Stars at 269, these are written by uh, executive producer Carl Appen at the time. Caddy kicks off the show with a scare, uh, by scaring the shit out of us about the coronavirus. Do you realize how close we are to Hartsfield and the Centers for Disease Control? Uh, And back then, we were doing show intros, if you remember, from uh, friends and people.
2: Whoever. In our lives. Well, I mean, like Shaquille O'Neal?
0: Of course, yes. We had some good ones. Or Jamie Bindle. Christian Bush. Who uh, introed this particular episode, owner of the Punchline Comedy Club here in Atlanta. He's an attorney. He does taxes. Great dad. What else does Jamie do? He, he um,
2: Okay, let's see. He, um, okay, so he coaches softball. Mm-hmm. He, I want to get all these right. He is an attorney. He was going to run. Um,
0: for Milton City Council. For Mil- Alpharetta. Alpharetta. Alpharetta City Council.
2: Council. He is an amazing son. He is a fantastic girl dad for three dads. Um, he's kind of like a dadager. Yes. To one of his daughters, Addie Rose, who has an amazing voice. He also sells cars, real estate. Taxes. Taxes. And it's just a generally yeah, he's great a legend around here. guy.
0: So that's it. Um, if you're new to the podcast, remember that you can go back and listen to any of the 100 I think now 84 episodes of the My Second Act podcast. They never go away. You can listen on your time when it's convenient for you. You can stop, hit pause, and run into the grocery store. And then uh, come back and pick up where you stopped listening. You can hit pause and run into work. And then uh, after your workday's over and you get back to your car, pick up where you left off and finish listening as you drive home.
2: I think now would be a good time just to do one reminder. Um, this happens all the time. I talk very fast. Um, but if you're hearing it and it sounds really, really strange, if you're not, if you don't do a lot of podcasts, you have potentially hit the one and a half button, which some people want to listen to podcasts on one and a half just to get through some stuff. But with us, that's probably tricky because as fast as I talk, I probably sound like I'm on speed and I'm not. Um or you may have hit the slowdown button, which makes it sound like we're drunk, which sometimes we are, but I'm not right now. So just a reminder.
0: Well, and it's, it's the most asked question I get All on social time. media. How come you two sound like you're uh, uh, drunk or, or, or like uh, chipmunks or something? Yeah. It's like, well, you need to check that setting in the lower left and make sure it's on one X and yeah. not one and a half X or two X or I think you can go up to four X. Yeah. It's pe- like fast.
2: People you know? are always like, I didn't even know that button was there.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. Tim McGraw has written an essay for Esquire magazine. It's not, in, it's not too long. I'm going to read it for you, and then we're going to have some conversation uh, specifically about the one part that mainstream media has uh, uh, latched, on latched onto. onto. Tim McGraw, what I've learned. You can be a great singer, have great songs, be a great performer, and it still might not happen. I graduated second in my high school class. I was in pre-law in college, and then I discovered playing guitar. I finally had to make a phone call to my mom and say, hey, I'm going to drop out of college, sell everything I have, and move to Nashville. I said that wincing, expecting a rebuke, but God, if you don't do it, you'll always regret it. My oldest daughter wanted to move to L.A. It was tough, but I was 18 or 19 wanting to move to Nashville. How can I say, well, I did it, but you can't. Blind faith is not true faith. Asking questions and constantly dissecting faith and still having faith, that represents a truer faith. Everybody forgets that it's your personal relationship with your God. Everybody wants to infringe on your personal relationship. Structure creates freedom. If you don't have any structure, what you think is freedom is really chaos. People ask me, How could you have a relationship with your father? You were growing up in nothing. He was a millionaire baseball player. He knew you were there and he didn't do anything. But when I found out Tuck McGraw was my dad, it gave me something in my little town in Louisiana, something that I would have never reached for. How could I ever be angry? Money doesn't solve all the problems, but I'd rather have problems than not have money as bad as that sounds I remember a moment when I was getting out of bed and going to the liquor cabinet and taking a big shot at eight o'clock in the morning and thinking I have to wake the kids up I went straight to my wife and said this is where I'm at I was scared she just grabbed me and hugged me and changed my life I didn't know love could feel so good. Was it an emotion? Was it a lifestyle? Was it an imaginary thing? But love is all of those things. And love is being angry. Love is not talking for a day. Love is getting in each other's face. Love is accepting that I'm wrong. Love is a 360 degree thing. It's not linear. Growing up with my mom and two sisters and now with my wife and three daughters, you would think my patience would be further down the road than it is. An essay by Tim McGraw for Esquire. I've posted it on the uh, Cadillac Jack social media platforms, including the Cadillac Jack podcast Facebook page. Donna, take it.
2: I love Tim McGraw. I have always loved Tim McGraw. I think when he first came out, people thought he was just your average redneck singer. And what I love about Tim McGraw, aside from the way he looks, smells, everything, um, is he has evolved. He, he's actually a very... And not that we never thought he was an intelligent if he was going to get a pre-law, but I mean, he's just, he's just really cool. You know, and I've said this to you a lot that I've, I've watched people in country music, and I think you have too, that um, as they get older, they try to become younger. And they wear weird jeans yeah. and snap pearl shirts and toupees and, you know, they're still doing the crazy crap. That, Spray tans. Yeah, that they used to do. And Tim is just one of those who embraces where he is in life. And um, he hasn't had a perfect life. He hasn't had a perfect, you know. There's always so much speculation about him and face marriage. And I think they're like every other marriage. They're, they've raised three kids. They've had a lot of ups and downs, a lot of trials and tribulations. His career's taken a lot of turns, turns, but he's still relevant. And he looks great for his age. And he, you know, he did that whole book tour with the one guy on the um, historical that was written and he's yeah. just he reads so many autobiographies and stuff you always see the stuff he's reading and, and I just I think it's great because I think he I think when you have a lot of success you can go one of two routes I think you can be bitter and angry when the success maybe ebbs and flows because new people are coming in and I think that's what a lot of people thought him and Faith would do is that you know because they were the king and queen forever I mean they were like the, soul, the Tammy Wynette of and all of that of country music and then when new people started coming in, I think people thought they were going to be just angry and bitter. And they're not. You know, they, they release music when they want to. And he's, you know, uh, Florida Georgia Lions put him on a couple of songs. And I just think he's really cool. And I, I've always, like, admired the way he is because he's just really transparent.
0: Tim McGraw embraced, and, and not many male artists or female artists do, he embraced getting older. And what I mean by that is Tim McGraw went from shaking his ass on stage to, I like it, I love it, 180 nights a week on tour, or 180 nights a year on tour, with the flashy outfits and the pyro and uh, the women screaming at him and him kissing hands and holding up signs and things like that. Tim took the turn, and he embraced the fact that his body, although he works out like a beast, I think three times a day. The rigors of being on the road, the um, emotional loss from, from being away from your family when you're on tour, and that connection, um, he said, you know what, I'm going to embrace the fact that I've gotten older and things have changed, and I'm going to go out on stage, and I'm going to put the best show out there that I can, but I'm not, I don't feel necessary that, that I shake my ass for the ladies. Right. you know. And, and there's, I'm not gonna, there's one particular country artist that I, that's on the tip of my tongue right now who desperately, desperately needs to embrace the fact that he's getting older And he can no longer shake it for me Country girl shake it for me like he could Years ago not, maybe not That he couldn't but I think that it just is not A good look does that Make sense at all
2: yeah I mean I know but Yeah I think he, that one can still shake it but yes I well, I'm know not I saying he
0: can't yeah. I'm not saying that he can't shake It but at some point You have got to age With your career Absolutely. and that's not a bad thing At all mean well, listen
2: Tim McGraw still one of the Sexiest guys. I of mean of course out there. he is
0: but he's not out There trying to do the uh you know the the shakes and the romps and the yeah. the stuff that he would have 20 years ago you know
2: yeah and i mean i think he's he's always been a family man um, you know um he loves his girls that he's raising these girls are smart one of them graduated from um from Sanford and is uh, just amazing some of the things that they've done. She, One of them cheered. She cheered out there, and I think she's getting now a law degree out there. But anyways, they raise really smart girls. But, you know, the tagline that you were talking about that is getting so much attention, and, and it always is when you come out with a story, is um, that it's about his drinking. And that – it's interesting that people are talking about this now because that was always rumored with Tim McGraw um, that he kind of had a drinking problem for a while and if you remember him and Kenny Chesney got into a little trouble where they stole a horse in um, Syracuse New York In Syracuse New York. Horse. And up until then, both of them had pretty much flown under the radar as far as, you know, anything happening. Now again, I don't think social media was as wild in those days, but I think it was I don't know if that was the moment, but I know that I know things kind of cleaned up after that.: Yeah.
0: I did a Google search. While you were speaking. And I was listening to you as so. well. And the Google search was Tim McGraw essay. Thousands of results popped up. Here are the headlines. Tim McGraw reflects on how he turned to Faith Hill for help getting sober. Tim McGraw recalls the moment he asked why Faith Hill for help with his drinking. Uh, Tim McGraw credits his why Faith Hill for helping him to stop drinking. Tim McGraw credits his wife Faith Hill for helping him to get sober. Uh, there's there's thousands of them, but that, that's the headline that the mainstream media and, you know, I'm talking Entertainment Weekly and People Magazine, but he's gotten some play in some like uh, Fox News and even uh, the Daily Mail out of the UK. Is it why why out of that entire essay, which was beautifully written by Tim McGraw, is the sticking point the fact that Faith helped him with his drinking? Is it because it's salacious? Is it because it's very private, which is now public, and Tim McGraw made it that way? Is it... um? Is it maybe, I don't think so, is it maybe that the media want people with a drinking problem to know that they can go to their wife and ask for help?
2: Maybe all of that, you know. I mean, he said in 2019, he and he's spoken about this again. This wasn't some big great secret. He's just never really... Gone way out there. He has definitely talked about it. In 2019, he talked to Hoda Hodakoda I can't say that name. Hoda Kodab, Kobe. Kobe on the Today Kobe. Show. I used to call it. Kobe. Um, and he said, you know, Tim said, when things happen and you succeed beyond your wildest dreams and you're playing all these great shows and the parties are going on, you're married, you have kids, and all of a sudden your wife looks at you and says, you know, you're getting a little overboard. And you need to make some decisions. It makes a big impact on you. And I think, you know, you and I've talked about this before. Um, you you need the one thing you can't have in a marriage or relationship, you can because it's a lot of fun for a while, is somebody who is just a green light partner who is just like, yeah, whatever you want to do, I want you to have fun. Let's have fun. And I've been in those relationships we all have. I'm not saying you have to marry a, a Puritan and live that way. But if you don't have accountability in your partner, then you got a problem. And sometimes it sucks. It sucks when they tell you things and you don't want to hear it. And the more you protest, it's because you know it's true. But you have to have somebody who can look at you that you know is telling you for the right reasons, not because they make money off you and they're your manager or not because they're your best friend and they want to go out to the party, but someone who really has your best interest and says, listen, I'm telling you, you got to rein it in. And it may not even be an alcohol drug issue. It could be, you know, anything, spending or whatever, or, or something going on with your kids. And, but you have to be able to, people always say all the time, like, you know, when you've been married, like we've been married 17 years, people are like, what's the secret? What's the secret? There is no secret. Yeah, no secret. There is no secret. But the biggest thing is, I think you have to be able to have difficult conversations with your partner. And if you have that and you're still able to be friends at the end of the day, then that's half the battle. And so I think he was probably afraid to go to her, but I'm sure she said, listen, you can get this under control. Um, I mean, he has a great work ethic. He has no, he has incredible motivation. And he has said that basically he's like this huge CrossFitter now. If you see him out on tour, he's got these huge tires. He flips over.
0: They're, they go on the road with them. It's insane. Like he has a mobile gym. Oh, yeah. There's an entire bus and a trailer. That's one of the rigs that they take out. Crazy. And then they set it up in every... Venue in every city He plays backstage
2: And again he's not A young young man He's out there Flipping these tires But I think he said That 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 some of his Workout stuff Took the place Of other stuff If you have an Addicted personality It comes in all Different forms So um, I guess it's better To be addicted To working out
0: Tim and Faith Will start together In the prequel To the Paramount Plus Series Yellowstone Which is coming soon Titled 1883
2: That's gonna be cool Yeah Very cool
0: Which is another reason He wrote the essay for Esquire, yeah, but it's a good one. If you've been out of town for the long weekend, you came back to uh, an empty pantry, an empty fridge, if you were a dinner affair customer like we have been for years, you would have returned home yesterday ready to prepare in three easy steps and in less than 30 minutes a a, a meal. In less than 30 minutes? There's no way, Cadillac Jack. Yes, there is. Dinner affair. Uh, Many of them are are preheat the oven, slide the dinner in, cook for 25 minutes and you're you're ready you're ready to eat Dinner Affair, dinner, A-F-A-R-E dot com. We have meals for dinners for days in our freezers, and we love it.
2: Yeah, and again, just a reminder that you do not have to, if you're sitting here listening to this like I like to order, but don't have a lot of freezer space, you don't have to. You can order two meals. You can order three meals. You can order whatever you want um, that fits your family size. That's the thing that I love about Dinner Affair, too, is so many of the meal prep services are kind of one-size-fits-all. You get what you get. And I've heard a lot of people say they're very expensive, and then they're still hungry after they eat them. you're, that's not going to be the case with Dinner fair. You're going to potentially even have some food. And if you want to order enough to meal prep for the next day or, you know, run leftovers. And those choices are what sets Dinner fair apart from every other meal prep service. The fact that you get to pick what meals you want to eat. You get to pick the number of servings. And you get to pick the day you want them delivered. I mean, no other service is doing that. They're coming out of a huge warehouse somewhere in a big box, you know.
0: Every month they post 15 dinners at DinnerFair.com. You go in, pick the dinners that you want, and they deliver them to your front porch. They also... Uh, deliver nationwide or ship nationwide and every single ingredient that you need comes in an individual ziplock bag you can control the heat uh the chili con carne is on the menu this month at dinner affair uh it brings some heat it's got some what some some bell peppers donna and some some uh ethnic seasonings and things like that maybe you want your chili con carne step down just a little bit You control the heat. You don't have to throw in the bell peppers if you don't want
2: And you can eat it with Fritos.
0: You don't have to use the ethnic seasonings Yeah. if you would prefer not to. You don't like kidney beans? Leave them out. Thick and hearted chili out of this world. Healthy ground turkey meat, diced tomatoes, a little bit of onion. Make yours as hot or as mild as your family likes it or take... Some of the hot sauce on the side just for you We did chicken and waffles last night Oh, so good There's a Ziploc bag that comes in the Dinner Affair chicken and waffles package With syrup, but also with some hot sauce Yeah So if you want to kick up the heat in your chicken and waffles, you can do that But maybe not everybody in the family wants to kick up with some some hot sauce
2: Yeah, and we just did that with like cheese grits on the sides Done,
0: perfect 30 bucks off your first order with the promo code CADDY2021 C-A-D-D-Y, CADDY2021 at dinneraffair.com we have a small ask of you three things If you're able And you are So let's get this done If we have 500 new subscribers In the next two weeks done I will remove this uh, Talking point This segment From the run of show and I episode.
2: love that Just 500 500 people can pick up it. The phone and call It's like let's a St. Jude
0: telethon Come on 500 in the next 14 days
2: Save these save these things
0: number one hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up and uh, number two Listen, just ask your friends to subscribe and to download and to listen to the podcast because you know those friends And if you like this podcast as much as I think that you do or want to think that you do Then your friends are gonna like it too, right?
2: Yeah, and one of the big biggest challenges about podcasts is just having people find it Um, So you are a huge, you know, that's how I will tell you that there was a study super spreader well, but that there was a study done that 80% of people Find podcast from recommendations from other it. people because you can't find them. There's so many. So if you like it, say, Hey, listen to this, give it a try. And it's only a two day a week commitment. It's not like we're asking you to do this five days a week.
0: It's two hours. Two hours. Of as little as 14 cents a day, you can help.
2: You can save a puppy.
0: In the next two weeks, subscribe. Uh, and thanks to the sponsors Gallery Furniture and Gainesville Dinner Affair, the Denny's 55 plus senior menu starting at $8.99. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. <laughs> The agency for Folgers reached out
2: and wanted to know why we, they were getting hits. What what's going on?
0: It's uh, you may. It's Arnold Warwine, I think out of Boston is the agency. Yeah, I've heard of them. No, fifty years ago they created. Remember the uh, the Folgers uh, commercials, the switch. Yes. That campaign that they did uh, back in the eighties, I think it was when when like Folgers crystals was first introduced, and they go into these highbrow restaurants and swap the coffee for Folgers crystals. They want to recreate that campaign using you.
2: Oh I love that Apparently. I'm in Yeah, well, I'm I not, am, a, I am a, an all day coffee drinker
0: I've never had a cup of coffee in my life Crazy They don't know that at Folgers yet Yeah um, But uh, we appreciate their support Of the My Second Act podcast Let's add two songs to the Spotify Hypes on playlist And then we are going to pull in PT Producer of the My Second Act podcast And we're going to have a conversation about a Heisman Trophy winner that is running for the U.S. Senate. What's your tune going to be, dog? All
2: right, I'm adding in a little, um, we're going to take a little trip down memory lane. Let's I'm adding in some John Denver. Thank God I'm a country boy. You know how you hear that opening? Got me farm, got me fiddle.
0: I love it. Are you kidding me? Oh,
2: my gosh. And he'd have on those Thank overalls. Thank God I'm a country boy. Yeah, and he'd be like doing his little leg, and he had those little glasses and the bowl cut. Love it. He did.
0: Why, um, why is John... Uh, Denver. Joe Denver. John. John Denver. Why is he suddenly in, in on your radar? With that Because song? I heard How's it happen.
2: I heard the other song he sang, take me home country roads. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, he had so many like he was so innocent. I'm wondering, though, going off on a little side story here. I, I'm wondering if he was innocent, but I'm wondering if he was innocent. The reason I say this is because there are a lot of people that you think are innocent. And I'm finding out lately, they're not so innocent. Example, PT. He's looking at me crazy. Bob Ross. Yeah. Okay. Has anyone watched this I yet. on Netflix?
1: No, I have not. As in his show, or no? no are you about to bring up like a documentary? Uh, watch the documentary, the, my they friend. Blow his story up. I think I'm going to mute my headphones because I'd rather not know that he's not good.
2: Oh, watch the documentary, oh, my friend. No. So that's what I'm saying. Like it's almost like the the sweeter and purer you are or look, potentially the more skeletons you have in your closet.
0: The cuter you look.
2: Not that, just like that innocent, like, like you know how Bob Ross, we're just going to paint some trees. Some okay, clouds. watch the documentary. Uh-huh.
0: Have you seen it? terrible news. Uh, yes. When, when did you watch the Bob Ross documentary? I watched a little bit of it at the store, because I have a Hulu, but
2: anyway, um, it, it yeah, it's a little scary. When it rained yesterday,
0: I didn't have a lot to do. All
2: right. Okay. W- what are you adding?
0: Uh... Let me,
2: first of all, I oh, do want to say I, Listen,
0: let's, let's take your time
2: I'm so sorry, I do want to say I know nothing about John Denver I mean, like, I don't want that to get out there Like, I don't think there's anything about him But I just started thinking, like Because when he came out, he was so innocent His little overalls that Yeah, but there's nothing there that I know of Okay, go ahead
0: <laughs> Joe Diffie Love him Pick up man Oh, that's good
2: That was a big loss
0: Of COVID yeah, COVID,
2: when he I when think. he passed away, yeah. Yep. Like that one.
0: All right. Check out the Donna and Caddy, or the original Caddy and Donna. Hypes on playlists on Spotify. The first one is from uh, the first year of the podcast. We add two songs, each episode, songs that are just on our radar, songs that we're jamming out, two songs that we listened to on the way to the App and Podcast Network, 30 miles north of downtown Atlanta, in beautiful Alfreda, Georgia. All right. Heisman Trophy winner, Herschel Walker, has filed, is that the word, P.T.? Filed to yep. run for U.S. Senate. P.T. is the producer of the My Second Night Podcast, Preston Thompson. Preston runs, uh, your, your your full-time job is politics.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Have run a bunch of campaigns before, congressional, state house, city council, all, all that good stuff.
0: Are we surprised, Donna, that Herschel Walker, the Biggest and brightest football standout from the University of Georgia ever is that fair Yes are we surprised That he now wants to run for United States Senate
2: Mm, I'm not surprised because he's always Been involved around politics He's certainly been I think people were surprised Originally I don't you know That he was such an ardent Republican Which he has been Um, he certainly has Never I don't think switched his candidate I mean he's Always been a, a very Strong reporter of the Republican Party he's A very strong Trump supporter um no it did not surprise me um I I don't know I don't I don't know about this I' I'm, I'm kind of like so we were talking about this before we went on and definitely want to pull precedent in for his thoughts but I he's one of the most beloved athletes in the state of Georgia and I was saying to you I think he's known he was on Donald Trump's Apprentice. Apprentice. he's just very well known um but he hasn't lived in Georgia he lived in Texas, so he's moving back. It's been a while since he's lived in Georgia. Um, I know people are going to be mad about this, but he has been accused of some threatening behavior toward women. Um, definitely some people that have worked with him have said there's two sides to him, that he has a huge anger problem.
0: But couldn't that be said about many people?
1: Well, he has an official diagnosis of, I forget the technical term, but it is, it is what you would colloquially call multiple personality disorder. Bipolar. Bipolar. Well, that's, that's well, been it's, it's, not, it's not bipolar. Yeah, it's it's, it's something beyond bipolar. And that,
0: that's been signed off on by like a doctor?
1: A court order Ooh. cited it. So Okay.
0: Well, then that's, that's about as official as you can get.
1: Right. Yeah. So uh, it's that's a challenging thing to address because it doesn't change the experiences that the women had, but he also is going through these uh, mental health problems and he's been very open about that. He wrote a book about it. But he... He scares the living daylights out, out of uh, Democrats over here, I right know, just because he's got so much name ID, and he is so beloved. He's got to be one of the more known athletes to ever come out of Georgia. And we were talking about this before the show. Qualifications for U.S. Senate, it's not really a, it's not really a thing people care about. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger was governor of California. So true. Ronald Reagan ran for governor as in, an actor.
0: And soap operas. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh Tommy Tuberville is the former coach of Auburn University, now the senator from Alabama. So like I don't think uh, you know, we care. Uh we don't seem to.
2: <laughs> and those seem to be those kind of splashy positions. It's not like they want to be a local council member. You know what I mean? So yeah. they, they do get that attention. Um, so you're right. Cause I said to you, is he qualified? But does it really matter? I'll also say this I think from um a fundraising standpoint, he's gonna Ooh. be unstoppable. Yeah. I mean his personal coffers, and then just these, you know, fans, ardent fans, fans who are just, and most of them I will say are probably like male UGA fans who may overlook these stories and just give a lot of money.
1: Well, and that's kind of what I'm curious about because I think I'm too close to the situation to really be able to tell. But do UGA fans that maybe they were kids when Herschel Walker was playing? Do they just gravitate to that campaign just based off of that? I mean, I I went to University of Alabama for college, but I was raised a Georgia fan and I was indoctrinated on his old highlight videos. Like I grew up watching those and he was like deified in our house. I would think that's gotta be the same case for tons of people around here. And do they just go support him just because, wow, big time athlete from here?
2: I think 100%. I think he's almost unstoppable. I think it's kind of like what he was (laughs) when he played football. I think he's unstoppable. And I think... You know, because it's almost like the dirty laundry's out there. It's not really mm-hmm. a gotcha, like you said. I mean, it's not like in the middle of the campaign you can say, oh, by the way.
0: Step did, up here and tell your story, man. Did you
2: know this? I mean, he's written a book.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Those are, tr- I would think, troubling allegations, because which, I don't mean this, and I don't mean this to sound toned up, but which personality are you when you're running, you know, when you're in office? that That's a challenge. That would be a challenge, I think, for someone, because there's, I mean, that's a busy office. There's a lot that mm-hmm. goes on. Um. But I don't think people are going to care.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either. I, I, I mean, really it's don't. A, for Senate especially, it's very personality driven. It's very public facing driven. It's not, like you mentioned, the nitty gritty work of city council where you go and tell people you're going to fix the street light outside their neighborhood. It's much bigger, right. more vague things that you can get by on pretty easy.
2: I think the commercials are going to draw on the. Football. The football and oh, the yeah. legacy. As role.
1: they already are. His launch, role. his launch video is, is you know, I learned how to fight tough in the locker rooms of, I think he's from Watkinsville, Georgia. Watkinsville, Georgia. Georgia yeah. yeah.
2: Right outside of Athens. And it's almost like a hype video. It's almost like a football hype video. Oh, yeah. For, you know, yeah. It's, it's a very interesting conversation because, it, I mean, you know, we've talked about this, that everything's different now. Like, who would have ever thought a man who... Hosted a reality game show. We become our president. I mean, it's just everything's different now. And I think, and you know this from running campaigns, likability can trump experience. I don't mean trump from that way. Yeah, nice pun. Over and over. But it can, you know, like it's such a huge factor. You could have the most qualified person. And I know you've run campaigns like this. And for whatever reason, they're just not connecting with women especially or men you know in a campaign and it doesn't matter how heady they are what their experience is or what they've done they're for whatever reason they're just not connecting and i think vice versa you could have someone who has such a high q quotient you know that people love their personality love their personality but they're genuinely probably not qualified to run run for the office
0: when did Herschel walker and trump become buddies was that daring celebrity apprentice I would assume yeah. back, back then, that's kind of yeah. when the, the friendship started. I yeah, think so. and
1: then he did some stuff for him in the 16 campaign and kind of continued to hang out. They played golf together and stuff during the presidency and all that.
0: President Trump blames Georgia Governor Brian Kemp mm-hmm. for basically losing the entire presidential election to mm-hmm. Joe Biden. Came up short for the, I think what you would know this better than I, for the first time in, since 92. So what? ninety two? How many years is that? Do the math. Uh, A long time.
1: Yeah, 29.
0: do you think that Herschel Walker if elected would receive pressure from Donald Trump to um punish Georgia governor Brian Kemp in in, in future uh, elections even the fact even that they're both Republicans do you still mm-hmm. think that it could get that bitter
1: he wouldn't have to get pressured he'd probably just do it anyways yeah I, I <laughs> um I yeah he is very much on that team he will do whatever he is being. Asked to do. They are on the ballot together, which I think is going to make for some curious interactions. Both Brian Kemp and Herschel Walker will be running as Republicans in 2022 statewide. So that's odd because they're certainly opposing forces. Yes. Yes.
0: And who is Gary Black? Because that's that's yeah. who Herschel will run against in the, in the, in the in Republican the primary. primary.
1: Yeah, he's the current commissioner of agriculture and he's, kind okay. of an exact opposite. He's the guy's he name is. that you
0: see on all the gas pumps. Yes, right? yes. The he is ag- the yeah.
1: okay. he is the like uh, bureaucrat who's been there for a long time. People in the agriculture field they love him. They think he's like turned the entire state around. I know a lot of Democrats who absolutely love him and swear by him. So it's like a completely opposite situation. Much older guy less public facing, probably less charismatic potentially, but has done a lot of the work. But as I think Donna just rightfully pointed out, that doesn't matter a lot of the time.
2: Okay. Now I don't mean this to be controversial, this question, but, um, if, okay. As a black candidate, do you think that Herschel, because if he wasn't Herschel Walker and who he was, would it be more of an uphill battle? Like, With white voters like do you think that that plays in at all or or because he is so beloved in the state that it's kind of like that's not because I mean obviously gender race comes up when you're when you're mounting a candidacy you know on how do you appeal to this group of people or whatever.
1: I think potentially it's a problem but what I would tell if I was on that campaign is you bring in two more people to the fold for every one person you lose so it ends up being okay. Yeah. Um, you know, if people haven't made up their mind just by looking at R versus D on the ballot, they're usually making up their mind in the last like 10 minutes before they walk into the door. Yeah. There aren't a lot of people who don't have their mind made up and then are willing to listen to information for 18 months before the vote happens. So when you're talking about a gut reaction like that, that's certainly part of it. But I do think he brings in more uh, support than he loses because he would be kind of a historic candidate for the Republicans, yeah.
0: An easy win, do you think? For Herschel? Yeah.
1: No. It's uh Raphael Warnock is the current Democrat in the Senate. Mm. He will be the most funded Democratic incumbent mm. in the history of the United States Senate. I I think that will be true by the time the election So it, over. it'll come down to those two? I think so. I, yeah, I, I, think, so I think Gary Black is... You think he's going to lose gonna, in the perimeter? It's going to be tough. Yeah. <laughs> but imagine pulling up tough. to
0: every quick trip or racetrack you go to in Georgia and you see Herschel Walker's name on the side of the pump. <laughs> the gas pump. Because it's the ad commissioner's responsibility to make sure the calibration is right or whatever it is on sure. the on the, uh, the gas pumps in the state of Georgia. Kind of like the elevator man. Everybody knows the elevator man mm-hmm. because of the certificate. Oh, ele- yeah. every it's elevator. the only thing you can read in
1: exactly. the elevator. Yeah,
2: exactly. yeah. yeah. It's going to be interesting.
0: Trump favorite Herschel Walker officially running for U.S. Senate here. In the state of Georgia Thanks for the conversation PT Our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen This episode of The My Second Act Podcast Was produced by Preston Thompson Uh, Political conversations Political intelligence That's what you get On the Georgia Politics Podcast Hosted by PT Preston Thompson He's also in on The Drafted Podcast New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday Of Cadillac Jack My Second Act Produced by The Appen Podcast Network